0: Network Next Gen, the podcast, inspiring design industry hustlers. All right, guys, day three of Neocon. We're so excited. We're all close to the finish line. Everyone is looking beautiful and awake somehow, which is even better. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about life advice, career advice, anything that we can pass on to our students, our young designers. Um, This panel has a lot to share, which is very exciting. So how I like to do panels is I'm going to have everyone actually introduce yourself. I think you can probably tell your own story the best, then listen to me tell your story. So, why don't we start right here? Um, Carrie, we'll start with you and then we'll work our way around.
1: All right, good morning. My name is Carrie Coney, like Coney Island. (laughs) Because when you see the spelling for this, you're going to be like, are you sure she didn't say con? So, um, I serve uh, the company Gabriella White, which is the Summer Classics and Gabby Brands. Uh, We are indoor and outdoor luxury furniture. And I have the privilege every day of coming to work and serving wholesale sales, contract sales, retail, private label, and customer service, which we like to call our customer success departments because we want everyone to have a very successful interaction with us. And I have been with the company for over three years in the EVP role. Amazing. And it, we are sitting on Summer
0: Classics and Gabby Furniture. They're a sponsor of the space. And everyone has been freaking out about the furniture the entire show. They love it. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's available for purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Of course it is. I love that. Thank you for being here. It really looks wonderful
2: in here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up. So I am Kayla Felice. I am a certified and registered interior designer in the state of Tennessee. I started my interior design journey at the University of Florida, where I graduated in 2014. Since then, I have mostly worked with Gresham Smith and started at our satellite office in Tampa when my husband got a wonderful job opportunity in Nashville, it was just such a seamless transition over to our headquarters. And since being at corporate, it has really springboarded my career, such as uh, in addition to my project work, I am a technical practice leader for our healthcare design studio. And meaning that I am a liaison between the design team and technical practice. Uh, helping coordinate training to get all of our employees skilled up and uh, get to know all of their different processes, procedures, and programs uh, to help increase workflow efficiencies. Additionally, uh, I really enjoy my time in networking organizations such as Network Next Gen Mm -hmm. and IIDA, and I am currently the VP of Special Events, for the iida tennessee chapter so if any of you are from tennessee please reach out to me we would love to have you for our fashion show mm-hmm. uh, recently we did a uh, circus themed fashion show and wow. a, a 70s themed design at the disco awards gala oh wow and uh, yeah fine. and uh, I can't reveal just yet what this year's theme is. But it's <laughs> sure to but be a if masterpiece. Give you an idea. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a really good one. We're excited. And it's just been such a wonderful creative outlet and a wonderful way to make friends. I love that. Thanks for being here, Kayla. Thank you.
3: Hi everyone. My name is Ray Cook. I am currently an interior design specialist at IHG Hotels and Resorts. I specialize in, well, they like to call me a sweets girl. Um, (laughs) So I love our sweets in particular, um, but I am also a registered interior designer in Georgia. um, And I am so extremely excited to be here today. Um, In my spare time, I really like... I really enjoy mentorship, so I've been mentoring quite a few students from um, SCAD in Atlanta, and um, just really working on making sure that our voices are heard, especially as women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our industry, we're pretty underrepresented, so it's really important for me to you know, get out and show other people you know, who we are and what we can contribute to this industry
0: amazing. Thanks for being here, Ray.
4: Thanks. Hi, I'm Kelly Wirtz. <laughs> I love all her color. Love it. Ray's just balancing me out. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> my whole wardrobe is black. My mom would love it if I showed up in a dress like that. She's like, Kelly, can you wear some color? Um, so uh, my name is Kelly Wirtz. I am an executive director with Material Bank. Um, I am what I believe the kids refer to as an OG. Uh, (laughs) Yes, my six-year anniversary will be this fall. So I joined the company before we really started rolling out into the industry. Um, For me, design was a second-degree choice. Um, I went back to school for interior design, actually right across the street from yeah. the Mart. Uh, and um, when I graduated, um, I took a position at Gensler. So I spent a couple years at Gensler. Um, I always like to share that like, I got my foot in the door as a library assistant, because I don't want people to be like, oh, library assistant. Take those, <laughs> take those jobs in the door. Um, yeah. So spent six years with Gensler. Um, I did have a couple years with Apple out in San Francisco, um, and then obviously Material Bank. Uh, Currently, I've had a lot of projects (laughs) with my time with Material Bank, but um, my kind of gem right now is developing the university program. Uh, We really are starting to engage with faculty and students to help them understand the depth of specification information that they can access through Material Bank, but also teaching students um, kind of jump in the deep end, right, all the details that they're going to be responsible for as they start to specify in the industry. So I do a lot of traveling. You laugh like it's a lot. Uh, By a lot, you mean a lot. (laughs) uh, This spring semester, we were fortunate enough, but we—I hosted workshops in twenty-six schools. Wow! So we're really excited. That's so great. And where are you based out of, Kelly? I'm based out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yep. So I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah, BK. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. I live in a little (laughs) subset called Bed Stuy, if anybody knows. It is some of the best Caribbean food in the world outside of the Caribbean I mean it's Amazing. basically they all came in and brought this delicious food so you can walk within just two blocks and get the best meal ever I love that okay so awesome thanks for being
0: here <laughs> That's where <my> sister
5: lives.
4: <laughs>
5: um, hi everyone my name is Alyssa Alvarez I am at IA Interior Architects here in Chicago uh, we have 24 offices now I believe um, I specialize predominantly in corporate so we have different arms but i specialize in that and so my main role is typically um financial services legal entertainment aviation so got to touch a lot of things um i've been there for just shy of five years july actually will be my fifth year anniversary so i'm very excited Um, and i joined right out of college so i went to michigan state university studied there um and I was an intern for two years at a furniture dealer, and that was really fruitful for me, and I would highly suggest for anybody mm-hmm. in the industry to venture into many, like you said, librarian roles. Enjoy everything and experience as much as you can. That was like one of the best experiences. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's great. Everyone did such a good job. Oh I God. love it. I love it. So you can see why all the panelists were selected. Everyone has a very different background, a lot of different years of experience. Um, what I think is cool that's represented on this panel is that there are so many opportunities in design. Um, I think there are a lot of backgrounds here that show the dealer, the libraries, you know, manufacturers, just uh, technical, and then the hotels, like. What we're really trying to communicate to students on this panel is that there are so many different tracks you can take, and every piece of your career journey plays into the next one. And I think a lot of heads are nodding, because like, it's true for probably all of us. So all of those, like you said, all those doors that open, every single one is important to like step through. Um, so let's start out, I think we're just going to go one by one if we're OK with that. Um, and I would like to start with a question. This is a good one. I'm sure we could go on for a long time about it but what are some of the things you wish you knew and maybe pick just a couple a few things you wish you knew starting out so things that you didn't really realize but you wish you knew when you started out
1: well since I am probably the super OG (laughs) as I looked at Kelly and she's like I'm an OG and I was like well I'm pretty sure I have 10 (laughs) years on you. So, uh, I don't, I'm trying to, I was really racking my brain to try to remember back that far. (laughs) Uh, And one of the things was, when you start and you have so much excitement, Mm. when you start and you hit the ground running, and like it's, I'm an expert, I came with this, like they, they, they brought me in for a reason. With that, always take a big dose of humility. Mm, that's good. That's really good. And it's because like, yeah, you just go, oh, and then you start to realize. And then I would say um, a couple of little sayings is uh, make sure that you take the time to learn. So leaders are learners. So never stop learning. You get excited when you get in that first spot. And then seek to understand. So we have a a few of those, I'll say, little isms at our work because you come in, even as a team member that you might not be first starting out, you could Mm -hmm. have a few years in, but you have to understand the company and the culture and their way of doing business and and then offer the things that you have that have great value because everyone comes in with value. Mm -hmm. Make sure you understand the environment in which you're presenting it. That's great. Really good. That was from a really long time ago.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Decades. Girl, decades. That's great.
1: That's
0: great.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I think just like you were saying that starting out, you have value and so do your ideas. And I wish I knew starting out just all the opportunities that would be available to me and all the ones that I could create for myself with just a bit of bravery and willingness to try. So don't be afraid to take on some responsibility as that opens your world up to possibility. And there's so many different opportunities that take different forms. So not just in your project work, but, um, or, you know, just what's in your company, but reach out and get engaged, get licensed, get registered, do a, write a design blog. You know, if you're into research, do a white paper and get involved in conferences, networking events, or, joining a panel. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> so don't be afraid to step up for yourself and even advocate for change. If you see something, you know, you, you can make that happen. Uh, so when I first started, AIA uh, required that any unlicensed architects were called uh, an intern. And so it, at our firm, it followed suit for any other unlicensed professionals that we were called Mm -hmm. interns despite being a a full-time salaried employee. And so when AIA dropped that, I was like, this is an incredible opportunity to rebrand ourselves and have the value that that we bring to our clients. Because it's kind of hard, you know, when you're saying, hello, client, I'm designing your building. I'm, I'm an intern. intern. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so interesting.
2: So uh, I. Right. Yes. So when that change happened in AIA, I talked around within my company, and despite having the title of intern at the time, I did some market research and started figuring out what do other companies call their unlicensed professionals, and also how do we get more people licensed in the first place. I was currently pursuing my licensure, but we didn't have a program for your study materials to get covered so I reached out to them and was like hey here's why we need to get our title changed and here's what if we want to be competitive in the industry Mm -hmm. here's what other people are calling them and we need to get more people licensed to begin with and so despite being an intern I got uh, everybody in our company who was unlicensed we had a title change to project coordinator which was much more representative of what our role is and that took effect in all 20 eight of our offices. That's amazing. And yeah, so good. you have value and you can affect that change. So don't be afraid that. to advocate for yourself
0: and for others. That's great. And your line was responsibility produces possibility, right? Mm-hmm. I liked that. That was a good one.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really good. I mean, I like to rhyme as Alexander Hamilton said, don't be afraid to seize the opportunity you see. <laughs> <laughs> love. <laughs> nice. um, so...
3: I have quite an untraditional path um, when I talk about my career. Um, I've never worked for a design firm. I've only worked for brands. Mm -hmm. And so I would say one of the first things I would tell young people is never say what you won't do. Um, Every single thing that you take on is gonna add value to your future career. Um, I started my I started my career working at Ikea. I was selling kitchens, which is absolutely the Lord's work. Um, (laughs) I I had to learn over no less than 3,000 different pieces in order to create a kitchen at Ikea, but I was actually working with real people, and I think learning how to work with real people in design is so important because you're not always going to have huge budgets and you know no budget clients you know everyone has a budget and you need to be thinking very critically about how you can affect change with a small price tag and I think IKEA really taught me that um, after I moved from kitchens I went over into the interior design department and I was able to start designing showroom the showroom um, our room settings our vignettes our restaurants our back of house. Um, And I think that was a very all-encompassing job because we know that IKEA sells mostly residential furniture, but you're also also going to be designing spaces that have to stand up in a very commercial retail setting. Mm -hmm. So learning how to do that really helped me do what I do today. Um, Now I focus on design for mainstream brands, what we call them in our industry. Um, So... It's all about creating a very good experience for the guest while also balancing the right budget for your Mm -hmm. owner. And so how can we give them exceptional value on both sides is my main job. So it, in essence, is squeezing the most amount of money out of a design as possible and still making it great. And had I not worked at IKEA, I probably wouldn't understand that as yeah. well as I do. So I think with that being said, just don't discount any of the experience that you gain along the way. Everything is going to come together to give you and give you the foundation you need to succeed in other things that you try. Um, one other mm-hmm. thing I would say is you belong in every space that you've been invited into. Um, A lot of times, especially as women, me in particular, as a woman of color, I know that sometimes I feel like I don't belong. Sometimes I feel like I'm not being heard, Um, but I have to kind of sit back some days and think, well, I'm here. They invited me into this room, into this space for a reason. And that means that they, they value my expertise. They value my opinion. And that means that, you know, I can actually affect change yep. at any level so i would just say you know don't be afraid to step into spaces and really affect change however you see fit um, also i would say that i really enjoy just meeting people in our industry you know we have such a diverse uh, background here and you never know like you never know who you're going to meet and this industry is so small so even small. <laughs> even though you know we're 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 talking about you know we're all over the country Everyone knows everyone knows everyone. So I would be very thoughtful and very mindful about who you're speaking to and how you're speaking. Because you never know where your next job opportunity is going to come from. Mm -hmm. You never know if this rep knows this rep who knows that this firm is hiring. You know, so just be nice and polite to everyone. Always work as hard as you possibly can. And just make sure that you build up your reputation. Um, One last thing, and this is something that I learned sort of inadvertently because I worked at IKEA for nine years. And that means that I wore that yellow shirt for nine <laughs> years. And so yes. when, people, when people see me, they're like, wow, like you have such, like your style really tells people like who you are. I think developing a sense of style really helped me get outside of my comfort zone mm-hmm. when it comes to other people. Because mm-hmm. when you show up in a space, you know, Your full authentic self, people respond to that. They do. You know, Mm -hmm. I happen to be a woman in corporate America with a mohawk and, (laughs) you know, a huge colorful dress, but people know what to expect when they see me, right? They know how I'm gonna show up to work every day, and they understand that, you know, ray takes her job seriously and the way that she shows up it means that she cares about what she's doing every day and she cares about the people that she's working with so i would just say you know be your full authentic self whenever you can and it will serve you well
0: that's great great and follow ray on instagram because she has a very
4: fun instagram (laughs) i'm sure you're not surprised awesome cool kelly um I wanna expand a little bit on the relationship, meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, a lot of times, in, I mean, it's in the university program too, right? There's a very different approach that people have with each other. And um, I think Ray is correct and I wanna really reiterate that you don't know who you're meeting and you don't know what role they're going to be taking in the future. All of my jobs are because I knew somebody. And they recommended me. And because we worked together and we worked together well and we were respectful and thoughtful and creative and all those good things. Um, and I'm so touched by the depth of relationship in this industry. I think as a fresh student out of school, it's hard to understand that. And I'm sure. You know, faculty. You know, reiterate it over and over and over again. Um, but like, you cannot discount any of those um, mm-hmm. and how valuable they could become in your future career. Um, I mean, even a place like Neocon right? People are walking around and networking, um, and this was a place where you know, years in, people still come up, and if they're looking for something new, they kind of do the like, hey. Just out here looking and just worried. What you know? What's going on? Have you heard anything? Right. That's that's kind of how um, these opportunities arise. Um, and and don't be afraid to reach out to those people that you trust and and really make sure that you're letting them know what you want for your career path, what you're looking for, because your dream job might open up two, four years from now, and they're gonna go, Oh, Kelly said that to me. Let me go. Let me go call her. So. Keep, be open to that um, and be open to investing in those relationships because they will come back to you in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, my little thing, which is kind of a joke, but you're you're like, <laughs> get out there, go do all these things. Um, I know you're going to be completely overwhelmed with work. We always are. There's It's hard to find those extra moments of time to do something outside of the office, but I wish I had known that earlier. Um, yeah. I have crazy deep relationships because I joined the softball team. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about the fact that I was never on the field because I don't know how to play (laughs) softball. (laughs) But you know what I did do? I went and manned the beer cooler. And Which I you made that. sure that everybody had a cold beer. And I was hooping and hollering like an idiot, right? But again, silly, silly example. But you never know putting yourself out there in other circumstances outside the office, outside that formal engagement or wherever you are choosing to work. Um, and, and the people that you may be able to connect with and count on down the road. That's great.
5: Softball. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree, and I won't harp on this, but rep and vendor and manufacturer relationships are so important. That is how I landed my job at IA. Um, shout out to Allie Glyman. Um She connected me with one of the senior designers, and that is how I got my start there. So, And reps and manufacturers and ex- the, all the umbrella of that, we are co-workers. At the end of the day, like we are partners, we are there for each other. So, when you are first starting out, make those relationships, say yes to everything, be a sponge in every single facet of that meaning. Like, say yes to every project, say yes to staying late. Like, those are so important because, like you said, like, staying late and like being with your coworkers and like being with them outside of your typical day is very important cuz then you bond those relationships and then you spend more time together and it just it creates something different and something unique. Another thing is in that same vein don't feel like it, let's say for instance I'm in an architecture firm. I love my firm and I like I was kind of intimidated by the architecture side like in terms of like oh school didn't really teach me how to create a detail. Like I'm totally going to mess this up. Mm-hmm. Flag a job captain, flag your technical lead, say, hey, I really want to learn how to do this. They, If you're at the right firm, they will say, absolutely, and they will teach you how to do it. Um, when you're, like you had said in the beginning, when you're fresh out of school, you're green, you're excited, and you're ready to do everything, and you're like, I know this stuff. You, design is the industry of experience and doing and doing and doing, so you Will learn so much more than you think you already know, which is amazing. So Mm -hmm. just be ready to just keep taking on experiences because those are the best experiences you can
0: have. I love that. Wow, you guys. He's, this panel has some really good gems. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to talk to each of you for five hours. Um, so many gems there. So I think what we'll do, because we do have a lot of panels, let's do one more question, and then we'll do final thoughts after that, if that works. Just because each of these could have been its own its own show, really. <laughs> so the next question I want to ask you is about challenges, because I think um, At least for me, I feel like people love to talk about the happy, positive stuff. But real life has a lot of challenges. And if you actually are going to get real, which we like to do at Network Next Gen, let's talk about some of the challenges, because that's the stuff that actually helps you. So maybe if each of you could talk about something challenging in your current job. Um, that you have. (laughs) Uh, We all probably could also talk about this, but we'd probably need cocktails to get us through. But um, I think talking, (laughs) I know, right? Um, I think just touching really quickly on like something challenging in your job that maybe you deal with that you didn't realize you would deal with. Um, I know that that might sound like a downer, but it could really help. Because I think going in eyes wide open is helpful for people to know what's out there. So if each of you could touch on maybe one thing that's challenging about your job, Job that you think people may not know about, um, I think that would be a good thing. How do you guys feel about that question? Good? Okay, it's great. Okay, all right. Why don't you go ahead and we'll go back this way. We'll we'll do reverse. (laughs) Well, I got the challenging question first. (laughs)
5: Um, Well, I think you know we all encounter different things in our careers at different points in our careers that we find challenging. So I think one of the things for me currently is, you know, when you show up into a room, I'm a younger designer. I'm five years in, so I'm in that really good sweet spot. But sometimes they look at you and they say you're younger and. And you just have to show up and say, I know this. I am the expert in this. I've been working with my team. And you have your team to back you up. Like Always rely on your team. That is like the biggest thing I would recommend. Um, But just know that you, like you were mentioning earlier, you're in that room for a reason. They would invite you to that meeting for a reason if they didn't know you would be able to hold your own. So just do your research. Have confidence in yourself and know that you're there that's for a awesome. reason. Yeah.
0: So the age thing can be a little bit of a challenge in terms of like that mental. That's fair, that's fair. Okay. No, sorry.
5: No. The thing. Imposter syndrome is real.
4: Don't let that get to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yes. And if I may add, even in what is mostly a female dominated industry, we don't all tend to be at the top level, right? Mm-hmm. And so that makes all those conversations even harder as, the doers and the the progress people, we walk into a room and a lot of times the people who are in a status higher than us are men and it's hard to navigate that that conversation. So that's oh, <laughs> love it.
0: Um, so Kelly, something that's challenging about your
4: job? you wish that you I begin. struggle so hard with work life balance, <laughs> so hard. Um. Tara and I were just talking about this earlier. Like We're just like, 125% all the time. Let's do it. Um, It's very true. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, So um, if I can get personal for a second, I had a health challenge last summer that really made me slow down. And it was the only thing that ever stopped me in my tracks and made me have that moment of like, oh, crap. I can't do this anymore like this. I have to be better to me. And if i'm better to me especially in a creative industry then i'm putting out what needs to be out there um so as much as we've been sharing with all of you push hard do the work be out there my my encouragement to you is to find those healthy boundaries no you don't want to say no to opportunities right you want to be the yes person you want to be in those rooms but make sure that you draw very deliberate lines and, and limits for yourself so that you are still putting out your best work and that you can feel proud of what you're leaving behind every day. I so that. that's, that's great. my one. That's great. And just get that self-care in there. <laughs> <laughs> Some massages? So just, uh, okay. um, those, The reason this looks so right now is concealer, but also those eye patches this morning. <laughs> Gosh. So, Ray, what's something challenging
0: about your job? I think, especially being on the brand side, the IHG side, I think yes. um, people are probably curious if they're at a design firm. Maybe what's challenging about being on the, where the brand side.
3: So, I would say because I work in corporate America, um, learning how to navigate corporate spaces has been a challenge for me. Um, I also kind of joked around, you know, I went and got my NCIDQ, but it, had there been a certification for learning how to navigate corporate America, I probably, <laughs> it probably oh, would I have that served that. me yeah. just as well. Um, I mean, I love working on the brand side. I think working on the brand side is very important. Um, and it yields a lot of really amazing results because you know we're able to design spaces that touch people all over the world. But with that comes a very corporate structure that you have to adhere to and you have to learn how to navigate successfully. I've learned how to write very worded emails, very politely, <laughs> um, just to get your point across and to be able to really put your foot down on certain things. Yeah. Um, you talked a lot about self-care. That's also super important to me. I've learned how to draw boundaries wherever I can, um, because unfortunately when you're young and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to where you wanna go, some people will take advantage of that. And so you have to be very deliberate about how you show up in the space and make sure that you always have an idea of where those lines are drawn. Um, and then just you know, learning how to navigate a space where it, it has a clear hierarchy and knowing what to say, what not to say, when to say it is very important, um, but it serves you well in other aspects of your life. Um, so I, wouldn't, I definitely don't think that I would discourage people from getting onto the brand side because of that, but it is something that you would have to learn if it's something that you're not aware of already.
0: That's good. It's a challenge to be aware of for sure. Awesome.
2: So being a designer, I feel a lot of my challenges are external such as working late in order to meet constricted deadlines or a a shortened budget or even having to make reselections due to long lead times, a value engineering process, or just the material gets discontinued. Uh, But despite all of these uh, real-world constraints, I think really just trying to find your space and learn what your passion is. And it goes back to those relationships that you build, because us as interior designers, we don't work in a silo. Uh, We at some point you're going to interact with furniture specifiers and uh, architects and general contractors and a whole host of engineers. And it's really valuable to find mentorship in all of those different disciplines as well as different stages of your project from uh, schematics all the way through construction administration because the more knowledge that you have the better steward of your projects you will be and uh, through that process you may find that you had no idea that you just really love technical practice or (laughs) you know and and when you learn those things and you have all those resources who believe in you and have been investing their time in you, they will be the ones who help lift you up and make sure that you are getting to lead that exact life that you want to be living in That's your great. work.
0: That's really great. Awesome. Okay. Kiri? Uh, everyone's John. so eloquent. I know. I'm
1: like, this is- I knew this was gonna be a I good feel panel, your pain but <laughs> being at the end of the microphone—yeah, <laughs> what was that? Uh, so I have a little bit of a different role. Yeah. I, on the manufacturer side, I'm in within an executive role within the company. So a little different because I love it, the the fact of having a f- female leaders to interact with and to be available and to mentor and pull people along in their career and see what's important to them. So for me, that's a good thing. It's a challenge maybe to encourage people to bring them along. One of our biggest challenges as a large manufacturing company that has a sales component, a retail component, a contract component, it's complexity. And then we want to boil the ocean And when I say the ocean, I mean the entire freaking ocean. And every idea is like that disco ball that I think I saw on the corner, or it's part of your 70s party, right? So every time a light hits that ball, there's a new flash and there's a new idea that a member of the executive team can have. And I think some of that is just taking and going, what's important? So it's that challenge of going back and what's important. There's, I, I, I was doing some mid-year reviews and one of the things we asked the team is, what are your challenges and roadblocks to getting your work done? And a lot of times it comes from change. And I heard it, I'm the master stealer of sayings. I hope that it's the biggest compliment is what I like to say. But you can't spell challenge without change. So the advice that I would give everyone who's listening to this today is to take your challenges and know that they're rooted somehow in change and what you have to do for yourself personally, professionally, share within a job, but that's the getting development where you want it. So thinking through that challenge means change for me and how am I going to affect that for myself? And then in the simplest terms, I loved all the self-care piece and it's simply boiled down to personal drives the professional. And if you don't take care of you, no one else will. I love that. Oh my gosh, you guys
0: are amazing. I love this. Do we have any questions from the crowd for the panel? And then we'll kind of wrap up. Does anyone have a question, advice, anything you'd like to ask this group? They have such a varied background. So it's kind of like anything could be on the table. Anybody? What about you guys? Any questions in the back? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Any
0: questions about life or design career that you have? That's like a great thing to throw out. I'm, I'm
1: thinking about like can I ask
0: Yeah. Maybe I can also. Okay, you oh, you want the mic? Oh, Sorry, oh. somebody,
1: somebody have the mic. Sorry. There's no. I saw a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I could just scream. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned that m- there are more men leaders in this industry, although we're more women. What can you say, like, what would you recommend or what would you do different to just try to us be the leaders?
4: Great question. So I hope we have another hour. Um. (laughs) Uh, No, okay, so Ray had mentioned a bunch of things that I think are really important. There are little things that um, I've personally done. Um, So, the first thing I had to notice is when I walked into a conference room or a meeting room, I didn't sit at the table. I don't know why, but I would like grab one of the extra chairs and I'm like, what am I doing? Get at the table, sit at the table. Like, no, you don't want to box out leadership. You want to be very um, thoughtful, right? But also sit at the table. Be at the table in the conversation, because you're there for a reason. The other thing that I do, that I've done with multiple friends, um, I don't know if you guys hear about the Superman pose. I call it the Superwoman pose, but it's- Kelly, please demonstrate. What is this? (laughs) I've never heard of this. Well, it can be like this, (laughs) or I recommend taking up even more space, which is like this. what it does though and i know this is so silly but there were uh, studies around this where it spikes your cortisol levels and something else where you're literally changing your neurological setup to go into that meeting so like the more space you take up your body's reacting and preparing you for being in that power position so I always like recommend it to my friends before interviews. Like, go in the bathroom. You might feel like an idiot, but like, stare yourself in the mirror and do the power pose. And the same thing. Like, if you're heading into, which you might know would be a challenging meeting, right? Do that so that that you're coming in with the most, um, the best self that you can come in with, and and that that gets recognized at the table
0: can i answer this one too and i'll let you guys answer too can, do you mind if i jump in yeah, sorry um okay so i might have a controversial answer so i hope i don't get shade for this or like people like uh, but just message me after we could talk through it i'm all about controversy um some of some of the leaders in my life when i look back a lot of them are amazing women but some of my best advocates have been men And so I feel like part of that is I go into a lot of things very naive. So what I try to do is strip back any stereotype of if it's a man, a woman, um, any, any kind of perspective of CEO or assistant or whatever. Because to me, we're all people. And I like th- feel like I've approached my career just looking for good people, whether they're a man or a woman. And some of my best advocates have been men. And I'm so glad I wasn't scared to like form that relationship and try to learn from them. Because I think we can learn from amazing women leaders. I think we can also learn from amazing men. Um, and specifically, my heart goes out to a lot of designers who are men and who are straight. Because in the industry, a lot of our next-geners have been s- telling me about their stereotypes as like a straight man who wants to be an interior designer, But has had a struggle because he felt like he was supposed to be an architect, you know. So I feel like when you get to know people as people, sometimes they don't become like, oh, that's a man CEO. He's scary. Um, Some of those are some of those men CEOs are my some of my good friends, you know. And I think they've advocated for me as well. So that the more loud I can get about like people to me are people and um if you look for good people men or women i think it's a really smart move um to kind of break some of those stigmas down so hopefully that wasn't too controversial but okay
3: okay (laughs) Okay, go ahead and i'll just touch on that a little bit um i feel like i can also echo what what you're saying because my some of my most favorite managers and or leaders have been men and they've really advocated on my behalf. Um, but I will also say, you know, of course, forming relationships with people who are in leadership, letting them know that they can trust you is also a really big, because when they learn that they can trust you, they'll give you more responsibility. And then when they give you more responsibility, they'll learn that you can actually handle a larger title. Um, And so that's how you can actually start to build your career. We didn't actually touch on this, but this is something that I really wanted to share. Also, wherever you decide you want to work, do not be afraid to negotiate your salary. That is so important. Quite often, as women, we just take whatever they give us, and you know, you guys know that you know inflation's a thing. Um, so everyone needs to be making as much money as possible, right? And when you when you just take what you're given, a lot of times you can tell that they had more money to spend because they say yes right away. And that was something I had to learn the hard way, and I don't want anybody else to have to deal with that. So. Negotiate your salaries. Don't be afraid to apply for things that you are not 100% qualified for. I had never done hospitality design. Um, The the job that I had previous to this, I worked in restaurant. I worked with um, designing restaurants, but I was really doing property improvement plans for restaurants. And I didn't see, I was working directly with franchisees, but I didn't see how that would translate to hotels. Well, what do we do? We design hotels for franchisees who also also care about their money. So (laughs) they saw a direct link to that. And so had I not applied, had I not really thought through like, hey, maybe this is something that I can do, I may have never gotten that opportunity. Um, and not to bash men or anything, but men are not afraid to apply for things that they are not qualified for. Um, so we shouldn't be able, we shouldn't Agreed. feel bad about doing that either, <laughs> right? If The worst thing someone can tell you is no, and then you're right back where you started. And my best friend told me that yesterday, and I said, you know what? You're absolutely
2: right. Exactly. The worst they can exactly. say is no. Yeah, it's true, I love it. Okay. I add something as well, so I, th- I think you really have to Ask the right questions so that you know how to get to be where you want to be. Because there is not always that transparency on what is the process. Like You just think, oh, well, I'm doing this thing, and and so people know that I'm doing it. But that's not always the case. The decision makers don't always know that you are rocking it and doing an awesome job. So you need to tell them, even with, with this opportunity. I mean, emailed it all the way up to the C-suite, and it was like, hey, guys, this is what I'm I'm doing come check it out and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and say I'm doing a great job take notice because if you don't speak up you won't be able to get those opportunities we do have to speak louder as women because the men will they they're used to getting things and so we have to say hey we we can do this too that's
0: great (laughs) I love that all right, guys. Well, I think we're going to end it there. I would love to keep going all day, but I want to respect everyone's time. So please give it up for the amazing panel, a lot of my good friends. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. And all of the content will be posted on Network Next Gen Instagram. We'll be sharing it out. I know a lot of your firms and a lot of your companies will be sharing it out as well. So um, if you would like to see the whole thing, head there to see the whole content. All right, guys. Thank you.